women's soccer will be at home next week. So we have more matches to bring you on USF Bulls Unlimited. That's because the women won the American Athletic Conference last night. For the fifth year in a row, they've either won the regular season or the conference tournament championship. And sometimes, in the case of this past season, both. But five years in a row, and we told you that they probably were going to be able to get away with just a tie last night because I just had a feeling SMU was not going to beat Memphis. Boy, was I right about that. We'll do more at the end of the hour on Around the American, but Memphis beat the 15th-ranked SMU Mustangs 5 to nothing and outshot them 30-2. to So the Bulls really just needed a tie temple. And in retrospect, they almost got tied a couple of times, but they win it 2 to nothing after not having any two-goal leads all year until their more recent game. They've won 2 to nothing two games in a row. First half, the goal was scored by Rosalia Mourinho-Gonzalez, and it was very interesting because she was fouled in the penalty box. Temple player pushed her, and usually that means it's Sydney Nicello time. The Bulls' leading score has 10 goals, four of them on penalty kicks, and you would have just assumed she would have taken the ball, but you, if you were watching, and I was, of course, along with Jim Lighthall and Jay Retcher there in our studio at the Selman Athletic Center where we were doing the football broadcast, but it's like Nacella went over to Leah and said, you take it. And I actually confirmed that with Sydney. She messaged me later on and said, yep, I said, you take it. Nacella, we've talked to her after games about her penalty kicks. And basically, she knows that teams watch tape on her. And I think they practice penalty kicks this week. And Leah did a good enough job that her teammate said, you take it. And there was no hesitation. And Leah smashed it into the lower left. It was a great penalty kick. And the Bulls led one nothing. Bulls outshot Temple, which again was coming off getting outshot by UCF, 35-1. to It wasn't quite so drastic, but it was 15-3. to And it was essentially around the same in each half, 7-2. to But one of Temple's shots was an outstanding chance at a goal. And Haley Gutowski, who's their second leading scorer, got off a decent shot. But Sidney Martinez had a big save. She didn't have to make many saves, but she came up with the goods when she needed to. And then an absolute great chance for Temple to tie the game. Carly Steinberg, this was with about 20 minutes to go, and it was a wonderful cross. And really, if she goes to either post, if she hits it with pace, it's probably a tie game with 20 minutes left. And instead, she hit it right to Sidney Martinez and kind of weakly. So that was there weren't many chances for Temple, but that was certainly one. And then the Bulls put it away three minutes later. Like Leah had her first goal of the year, so did Megan Cavanaugh. She reminded me of the long-distance strike that she scored against East Carolina. This one was actually in the penalty box, but about as far away from the goal as you can be while you're in the box, upper right corner, and she blasted it with her left foot. What is it about normal right-footed players getting left-footed goals for the Bulls? Oscar Rosano did it for the men in the war on I-4 win on Wednesday, and Kavanaugh essentially duplicated it with a blast of a goal, and you knew the game was over then, and the Bulls are the conference champions for the regular season. What does that mean? And again, we'll give you the details of last night's other games coming up at the end of the hour with Around the American. But the Bulls are the number one seed. They don't have to play on Sunday when the conference tournament begins at the site of the third and the fourth seeds. They will await the winner of the four versus five game. The fourth seed, SMU, again, had a chance to be the one seed had it won and the Bulls not won last night. 
They're ranked 15th in the country now. I don't think they will be after getting blasted by Memphis last night, but still a dangerous team and still a team that has beaten the Bulls. In fact, handed the Bulls their only conference loss. So they'll probably end up playing SMU unless the Mustangs fall to the fifth seed ECU. They will play on Sunday. The other first-round matchup on Sunday is the third seed Memphis against the sixth seed UCF, which surprisingly got beat last night. So the other team that gets the first round by is the number two seed, Houston. They've never been above sixth place in the conference. They've never made the NCAA tournament. That team is some kind of story. As we figured they would, the Cougars beat Tulsa last night 2 to nothing. So Bulls are the one, followed by Houston, Memphis, SMU, East Carolina, and UCF. The first game at Corbett Stadium on Thursday at 4 o'clock will be the first semifinal. It'll be Houston against the Memphis UCF winner. And then at 7 is when your Bulls will play on Thursday night at Corbett Soccer Stadium against the SMU East Carolina winner. And the semifinal winners will play in the championship match Sunday at noon. We will bring you that one, of course, if USF is playing in it. By the way, I mentioned Oscar Rosano and that Warren I-4. We are still playing that game a lot on replay on both of our channels this weekend. Guarantee you that. Get our Twitter page at Bulls Unlimited dialed up for the full schedule on both channels. It was neat to see the team's War on I-4 ceremony. There's a big wall now there at the Selman Athletic Complex where you have the updated standings, and the Bulls lead it 9-6 to thanks to that win. Basically, Captain Enrique Galina got to peel down the sticker that revealed those three points. The USF men's soccer team put that out on Twitter. I love that video. And, oh, by the way, Rosano was there as I was going down to get some water last night. They actually, he and a teammate, stuck around to watch the end of the women's soccer game. So there's a little inside knowledge for you. I was like, whoa, it's pretty late. He said, yeah, we were watching the game. So some guys rooting on the ladies, and you know that... It is going to be a busy week for soccer. Again, the men play in a big one on Sunday night. We'll tape out that in a little bit. Before we get to the football, we said we had some good news when it came to women's basketball. Another watch list. We told you that Elena Chinecki was on the watch list for best shooting guard in the country. And this is definitely no surprise. Betty Menunga is on the watch list for one of the country's best power forwards. Last year's winner was Nelissa Smith of Baylor. It's just funny because I remember two years ago when we went to Waco and and as I was preparing for the game, I said, now, Melissa Smith is kind of their Betty Mononga. <laughs> so, yeah, Betty is one of the 20 watch list candidates. Good story on GoUSFBulls.com. You know, when you're watching events unfold, you don't know all the historical references, but her performance at the conference tournament, a total of 49 rebounds, that's more than 16 per game, was a conference record, and she almost had a double-double last season, 9.7 points and 12.9 rebounds her rebound per game average was only third in the nation so yeah that's going to get you among the best power forward mentions